Hey, hey, you're listening to JC Talks, a leadership podcast where we help you live an all-in life and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly, and we are reading from the book, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Highly recommend you get this book. Incredible book. I'm on page 60. Let's dive in. Whenever you can in life, optimize for independence rather than pay. And I think that's the greatest thing. People, at least if you're like me, you want freedom. You want independence. If you have independence and you're accountable on your output as opposed to your input, that's the dream. This is what Naval Ravikant has to say. Humans evolved in societies where there was no leverage. If I was chopping wood or carrying water for you, you knew eight hours put in would be equal to about eight hours of output. Now we've invented leverage, right? Through capital, cooperation, technology, productivity, all these means. We live in an age of leverage. As a worker, you want to be as leveraged as possible so you have a huge impact without as much time or physical effort. So again, here's a great example of this. Uh, And I'm just throwing this out there. There are a lot of different examples, but here's an example. Let's say you do an online course, right? And let's say it's a really good online course. It's something that the the marketplace needs and wants, and you put it out there and you sell it. Um, And then it just constantly just sells itself. And you're not having to like be there all the time, right? So that's leverage that you have. You've, you've put out a product, it starts making money, you're releasing it. Let's say you don't have to redo it, but you're releasing it once a month. I'm just throwing it out there once a week. And every week you get new subscribers to that course, And but you, you're, you're just showing it. You're not even there. It just shows itself or they get to log on whenever they want to and just press play and watch the courses. They pay for it. And press. It's That's creating leverage in your life. That's, that, that's the example. Okay. Um, so it says again, as a worker, you want to be as leveraged as possible so you can have a huge impact without as much time or physical effort. A leveraged worker can outproduce a non-leveraged worker by a factor of 1,000 or 10,000. With the leveraged worker, judgment is far more important than how much time they put in or how hard they work. So jobs without leverage are the ones where you go in and it's, you have to clock in and you do the work and you make 12, 15 hour and you've got to be there every second. And you only get paid for the time you're there. Okay. There's no leverage in that. Leverage is you're building some kind of wealth and it usually happens. That's what we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. Usually happens through some kind of um, uh, business or, you know, or, I don't know, uh, maybe it's real, you know, real estate and you, you know, you're able to get into that and it's, 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 it's bringing money, your direction. That's leverage you have. For example, it says here, a good software engineer, just by writing a little piece of code and creating the right little application can literally create half a billion dollars worth of value for a company. Okay. This is an even better uh, form of leverage. Okay. Mine was kind of a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a form of leverage, but this is much better. Create something small and that something small creates uh, half a billion dollars worth of value for a company. So that's another way to put it is, is adding a lot of value, especially if you're working for a company, adding as much value to the company that you can by not having to be there 78 hours a week, like create something, right? That the company needs that will add, you know, half a billion dollars. You know, you will never be out of a job if you can do that. But so so I'm reading again, page 61, but 10 engineers working 10 times as hard just because they uh, choose the wrong model, the wrong product, wrote it the wrong way, or put it in the wrong viral loop 
have basically wasted their time. Inputs don't match outputs, especially for leveraged workers. What you want in life is to be can is to be in control of your time. You want to get into a leveraged job where you control your own time and you and your track on the outputs. If you do something incredible to move the needle on the business, they have to pay you, especially if they don't know how you did it because it's innate to your obsession or your skill or your innate abilities. They're going to have to keep paying you to do it. And I actually heard, I was reading an article from Netflix, the former, her name was Patty something. And I forget, and I could be wrong on that, uh, but she used to be the HR officer for Netflix and a phenomenal woman. Um, really fun to listen to. Um, but she talked about at some points along the way, they would actually pay certain workers much higher than what the marketplace would pay for that position because there was something innate in that person that that they needed and no one else could do it the way that they could. I mean, that's if you can leverage yourself that way, that's I mean, that's not a skill. That's incredible leverage where there's something where people don't know how you do it or it's just innate to who you are. Uh, and then they just keep paying you more and more because they don't want any other company to get you. I mean, that's incredible leverage if 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 you can get there. If you have specific knowledge, you have accountability and you have leverage. They have to pay you what you're worth. If they pay you what you're worth, then you can get your time back. You can be hyper efficient. You're not doing meetings for meetings sake. You're not trying to impress other people. You're not writing things down to make it look like you did all the work. All you care about is the actual work yourself. That's where you want to be in life. That's the leverage you want to have. When you do just the actual work itself, you'll be far more productive, far more efficient. Your work uh, when you feel like it, when you're high energy and you won't be trying to struggle through when you're low energy, you'll gain your time back. Boy, that's freedom right there. It's, it's got this little saying right here. It says 40 hour weeks are a relic in the are, are a relic of the industrial age. Knowledge workers function like athletes train and sprint and rest and reassess. Boy, that's really good. That should be the cycle of knowledge worker. That should be what you're focused on are hiring knowledge workers. But then you can't micromanage them, right? 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, your butt in the seat, right? I, I've, I've worked for people like that. That's not how it works today. That's like the industrial age. That's like, um, you know, okay, boomer, right? Like you've heard that before. That's kind of how that person would think. No, I'm, I'm not trying to rack on our boomers out there. But knowledge workers function like athletes, train and sprint, rest and reassess, right? And they do it on their time at the time that works best for them. Uh, so then it moves back to the paragraph here and says, sales is an example, especially very high in sales. If you're a real estate agent out there selling uh, a real estate agent out there selling houses, it's not a great job necessarily. It's very crowded. I, I was one of my students the other day. We drove up to Azusa Pacific University to meet all the other students in 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 the class, and he's in real estate. So I got four hours. It was about what well, was three hours up, two hours back. So I got five hours, and a lot of that was listening to him. And it was amazing. He was telling me about the real estate field and what he's going into and what he does, and it was phenomenal, you know, to listen to him talk about it. Um, but he's working for a top tier um, real estate agent here in San Diego County. Uh, and like the top team, the top, he's, 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 he's working for them. That is, that's the place you want to be. But he was telling me in San Diego County alone, 33,000 real estate agents. Now I know you're thinking, if you know anything about San Diego, uh, you know, in San Diego County alone, there's 4.1 million people. So you're like, well, that's not, yeah, but not all these people are living. I mean, a lot of those people live in apartments and I don't have the, the breakdown. I don't have the data on that. 
Um, but a lot of those people live in apartments, so they're renting, right? So 33,000 agents. I know that sounds like a small number compared to 4.1 million, but really, if you think about it, it's not. At 33,000 agents, how are they making money? But that's what it's saying. It's, it's really crowded. But if you're a top-tier real estate agent, you know how to market yourself and you know how to sell houses, it's possible you could sell $5 million mansions in one-tenth of the time while somebody else is struggling to sell $100,000 apartments or condos. That's, that's, that's a true statement. Real estate agent is a job. Hold on a second. My iPad's my iPad's doing something over here. Okay, I think I got him. Real estate agent is a job with input and output disconnected. Okay, so you can do a ton of work in that world and not have a ton that comes back to you. Okay, that's that's kind of one of the uh, ups and downs about getting into the real estate business. Building any product and selling any product fits this description. And fundamentally, what else is there? Where you don't necessarily want to be in a support role, you know, where you don't necessarily want to be is a support role like customer service. Okay. He's offering advice here. In customer service, unfortunately, inputs and outputs relate relatively close to each other, and the hours you put in matter. So, again, if you're working customer service, you have to be there, right? So, you've got to put in the eight hours. That's just how the company runs that way. But oftentimes, most of the times, all the time, your output is not going to match your input. Tools and leverage create the disconnection between inputs and outputs. The higher the creativity component of a profession, the more likely it is to have disconnected inputs and outputs. If you're looking at professions where your inputs and your outputs are highly connected, it's going to be very hard to create wealth and make wealth for yourself in the process. So again, any job like that, customer service, where you've got to be there um, eight hours a day, you got to be there 10 hours a day, right? Um, where the input that you put in and the output is connected. That's what he's saying. It's going to be hard to build wealth in that. But then he says this, okay? Learn to sell, learn to build. If you can do both, you will be unstoppable, okay? Learn to sell, learn to build. If you can do both, you can be unstoppable. Well, one of the things that they don't teach you in, in business school, they don't teach you in life is that the most important skill that you can have in life is to learn how to sell. And, and even if you're not going to go into sales, you have to learn how to sell yourself to people. If you're looking for a job, you want to get a, a better job in the marketplace, you've got to learn how to sell yourself. Now, now maybe some of you, you're lucky enough to have a job. You're like, I'm never leaving this job and I can just, I don't have to sell anything, whatever. But I would say in order to keep that job, you've got to, you've, you've got to learn how to keep selling, right? Sell yourself, sell your ideas, sell to the company that, hey, I'm still worthwhile after 10, 15 years here. Please don't replace me. Hey, I'm still worthwhile even though I'm in my 50s and 60s. And, and a lot of times in our world today, we see people that get the 50s and 60s and they're kind of shot off the rocket. They're shot somewhere else, right? Because, well, they're too old or we can bring in younger people and pay them less. So you constantly, selling is the it's in the marketplace. It is the uh, it is the skill that will separate the mediocre from the great is the ability to sell. And I will tell you that that has been I've been trying and in my own life, to be honest with you, I'm on a journey of learning how to do it better and learning how to do that so that I can move from where I am to where I want to go. That's the skill you need. I'm just going to read a little bit more here and maybe we don't have to read the rest of this, but it says um, so this idea of selling and building, these are two very broad categories. One is building the product. This is hard and it's multivariate. It, it can include design. It can include development. It, it can include manufacturing, logistics, procurement. And 
it can even be designing and operating a service. It has many definitions. But in every industry, there's a definition of the builder. In our tech industry, it's the CTO, it's the programmer, it's the software engineer or hardware engineer. But even in the laundry business, it could be the person who's building the laundry service, who is making the trains run on time, who's uh, making sure all the clothes end up in the right place at the right time and so on. So the so that's building, okay? That's that's building the product. That's that's um, that's creating whatever it is that that is the product that is the service. The other side of it is sales. Again, selling has a very broad definition. Selling doesn't necessarily just mean selling to individual customers, but it can mean marketing. It can mean communicating. It can mean recruiting. It can mean raising money. It can be uh, inspiring people. It can mean doing PR work. It's a broad umbrella category. But all of that is, is what I want to say is that you, you've got to be able to do this, okay? You've got to be able to do this. You've got to be able to build something, and then you have to sell it. It doesn't matter what you're building. It doesn't matter what you're creating. If you're not out there selling it, it's not going to make a big difference, okay? So how do we increase our independence in life? Learn how to sell. Well, first, learn how to build. Build something, whatever it is. It may be something that's already in the marketplace. Now, if you move into a saturated market, obviously, you understand it's going to be a lot more competition. Uh, as that book uh, talks about the red ocean strat- or, or red ocean versus blue ocean strategy, right? So red ocean is you jumping into a field where a bunch of other people are. What, you know, what that book encourages you to do, what I would encourage you to do is to find a, a blue ocean where, where, where you have very little competition. Now, anytime you jump into the blue, you know, blue ocean, someone's going to see you out there. Other companies are going to see you and they're going to jump in. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to reinvent and find a brand new company or a brand new industry or whatever it is, but it means that in the industry that you want to go into, what is your niche? What is your market? What can you do differently that, no, that, that none of your competitors can do? Do that thing, jump into the blue ocean, understand that probably within 18 months, there's going to be now competition because people see you but that's how you do it. So build something, but put it in the blue ocean, right? Not the red ocean where there's sharks and everyone's there and there's blood in the water and it's just, it's saturated. Okay. Move from that, move to the, move to the blue ocean where you can be by yourself, build something over there, find your niche, find something only you can be good at, do that and then sell. It's the most important thing through these things, through these two things. And this is pretty simple here, but you will find independence. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to my podcast, JC Talks, a leadership podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcast and be the first to get new episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.